0: hello everybody <laughs> Hello, <laughs> we are back uh, we got we um we we're having a little chat before this started about the the autumn equinox and how we feel it's brought this idea of balance and this um this nourishing energy into our life um so that we're also in these places of connection and giving ourselves that time and that space as well and I think this is like a good lead into today's topic of how this balance is actually one of the foundations one of the pillars that I've found that's allowed me to to create an an authentic business and to build a business that's rooted in this in this consciousness um how how about you Andrea how does that look like what comes through to you as, as I say that
1: yes like creativity I feel it comes it comes from connection, but it comes from the alone time as well, from mm-hmm. being you on a walk, close to a water, like like those things where you're deep immersed in yourself, because when we are with somebody else, it's like we are deep into the, the energetic field of the other person. So maybe we can have some insights or we can have some clues about, you know, what can we bring into our business from that, but i feel like the deep shifts are happening when we are by ourselves like authentic means you like you being with yourself and <laughs> finding what's like to be yourself and to translate that in your business
0: mm. how is that translated in your business like maybe some new shifts that you're experiencing now around like as you deepen into like what's my truths like how do you translate that across into your work into your business I feel like um, I am now
1: more leaning towards one-to-one connection, like physical connection, having also circles here in Bucharest, uh, connecting, feeling people's energy. Like I love my work with clients online and I love Instagram and I love all of this, uh, the business I created right now. But for me, authentic my energy is really felt when I'm close to someone and I can really feel someone when I'm close to them so a thing that is coming up for me now is leaning towards more face-to-face interactions also group like group circles or activities like I led last night a group uh, with my sister and it was so amazing to see like 10 people, you know, doing the practice with you and breathing and releasing and doing all those things. And I I had like goosebumps and I couldn't, like, it was (laughs) such a beautiful experience. And I also feel like after we serve one on one a lot, uh, then our next step would be, you know, feeling the energy of a group and serving like people. A container that's um, created from multiple people, and that's why I'm really excited about our retreat as well, because um, it will allow us to be to meet people, to co-create with people. And I feel like it's been a team for me and my clients as well this week that we aren't aren't completely fully recovered after the pandemic, you know, and we we mm-hmm. don't have our lives back 100 like some of my clients are still. Really, resistance to go, resistant to go out, uh, or to you know, get into healing circles or those things. They are still like feeling weird with a lot of people around them. So I feel like being part of groups and retreats. Uh, it will help us to bring our lives back and to remember mm-hmm. how it is to uh, be in the same space with people that are like-minded and that can share the same vibration. Let's say. So these are the mm. things that came came for me with this balancing equinox in my business.
0: Mm, I love this. And and as Andrea was mentioning, like with our retreat as well, if you feel like called to go into that, we do have our wait list, which is available in the show notes or in the description if you're watching us on YouTube. So we'd love for you to, to come along and join us there. And um, yeah, what was coming up for me then listening to you speak was like, like the idea of like what a business has to be and like moving away from what a business has to be and actually reflecting on like how do you want a business to be for you and as you said earlier like authentic means you so you're discovering like that you feel the most connected and and balance when you're able to hold that space in person when you're able to feel into that person's energy and choosing to like prioritize that route and go down that route is building your business in an authentic way is creating your business in an authentic way whereas if mm-hmm. we kind of follow what everyone says we have to do then it it doesn't become an authentic way it becomes like another kind of copy of what that business coach said or what that friend said that you needed to do in order to be successful and whilst it's great to also utilize the guidance from other people and look at how other people have done their things to learn different perspectives, to learn different ways, it does actually limit us in our ability to to really tune into, like, what we want and how we want to create something.
1: Beautiful. I took some notes because I didn't want to forget <laughs> some core <laughs> things uh, around what you shared. Like... Um, as you said like about copying things you know i feel it's like normal human when you start your business to not have a voice to not not necessarily not having because you have it from the beginning uh but to not know how to translate it so of course like if you're in a course or you're part of a group program you'll start to imprint in your subconscious mind how the mentor talks what words they Mm -hmm. use their practices, their tools. So you'll bring them into your business. And in a way, that's like copying, let's say, if you don't adapt them to your personality. Mm. In the beginning, it's really like, it's hard to adapt them because you don't
0: (laughs) have a style yet. It's and you're also driven by this, like, how do I make money? How do I do this? Like you're driven for that more survival instinct.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. You're like, your priority is making money. So if that means copying other people's practices, then, then you'll do it. And I think we all did that in the beginning. Let's not, you know, really? we make <laughs> pretend that we are perfect and we had a voice from from totally. the start of our business. But no <laughs> then at some point, it, it doesn't feel good anymore to lead your business from that point. And also, you'll see that when you do this, and pro- you probably saw that uh, you don't even have someone, so many clients or so, my, so much money because you're not, it feels something off it feels like it's not your yeah. voice it feels like or maybe even people heard that thing somewhere else especially if you're like taking practices from the most co- for the from the most known coaches in the industry like interest industry so then it's they they see they hear it and if you they see see they hear it uh, not you as well, then uh, it doesn't feel authentic. And also your energy is not behind that thing. So it's, it's this point where okay, I copied, And now what's my voice? What's my style? How can I share my voice in my business? And first, what I will, what I advise my clients when they come to me with this question is also like, do the term let's start with the naming first do the term being uh, having a business resonate with you for example i have an artist that i work with and she didn't want to create paintings for her business because this reminded her about her corporational job so this this term block her blocked her in expressing her voice so okay Mm. how would you call your practice Ah, practice, that sounds so amazing for me, art practice. Yes, that's how I love to call my, my business. I don't love the term business. So mm. even starting with how you call your craft, your practice, your art, your whatever you're, you want to resonate to because this will help you to create more and create more authentically, to to have a connection because your business is this energy that has a form has a uh, a vibe and for you to connect with it you need to you know have a name for it to have a ritual to connect with it so that's the first step that i would advise in this direction and these are like my my reflections on this uh, a second step would be to just notice how you are in with your friends with the most comfortable people in your life because that's what your clients would love. They would love, for example, I am more nurturing and mothering. And I try to cover this in the beginning of my business. Because people, some people saw me as people pleasing, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I, I try to hide this to be like this strong, independent woman, like more <laughs> masculine. I'm leaving you, you're my client. And then my clients say that be you're being nurtured and nurturing and being this mothering yeah. archetype. It's exactly what I love about you, and it's exactly what helps me heal. So, ah, oh, okay, so exactly how I am with my sister, with my with my friends, with my in my personal life is exactly how I am supposed to be in my business because this is who mm-hmm. am I authentically, you know. So,
0: this is my perspective on this. Mm-hmm. I really, I really love that. I love that you allowed yourself to to be that as well, and how that shifts. I think this is what like everyone wants deep down is to be seen for for who they are right and we mm-hmm. di- we have different different personalities so to speak that like to show up in in different areas of our lives but um as you were saying there like what what tuned in for me was like how do I feel when I'm most at ease in my life like when I'm most at ease like you said when you're with your closest people in your life like how do you feel then and and showing up in that way then allows that other person to feel that energy of you being at ease so then that they can feel at ease so that they can begin to open up so that they can start to see their own truths and this is what like authenticity is is really about I think the word authentic people can even get lost in that like how do I be Mm -hmm. authentic and then get in the mind and get in the like how do I make this be authentic and it's not so much as like how do I do this it's more about can i allow myself to feel safe in this expression even at times where it wouldn't naturally first come so like it's natural to be at ease with maybe your parents or your partner or your friends it just it comes naturally but it didn't start that way when you first met that person it wasn't ease at first Um, so it's kind of like translating that feeling across of like when you're with a client practicing that more and more when you're painting or whatever it is that you do for your work like practicing that more that feeling of being at ease and that feeling that you have when you're just being your most natural self and then you'll start to notice the more you practice that the more you show up in the way the more that the person sitting in front of you can then feel at ease can then feel relaxed and that's when real transformation gets to happen because then they can they can open up more. They can connect more deeply because they realize, oh, that person's not wearing a mask or that person's not putting themselves on a pedestal above me. So I also feel safe to do the same. And this is a uh, I, – I work with a lot of men and I've always kind of worked with more masculine-dominant individuals. And, and I found this is really important in these areas because <laughs> we can – we can see ourselves, people need to see themselves in you. And it doesn't mean you have to be the same or have the same interests. But to see themselves in you, you need to be being you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not like your idea of who you should be, or what the what the industry says you should be to have a business or what the corporate world says you need to be in order to be professional. All of these stories, they have to to drop, to truly create and have an authentic business or, as Andrea said, a, a practice or whatever resonates with you. The masks, the, the shoulds, the stories, they just need to drop and fall away. And it doesn't happen instantaneously. Is it like I said earlier, like a practice. And then when you are you, then the person sitting in front of you can feel safer to be that as well or the art mm-hmm. that you're creating will start to be more of a reflection of you.
1: <laughs> wow. The question that you asked earlier like what allows me to feel safe to be seen like it's the core theme for Mm -hmm. being authentic because this is exactly why it's hard for us to be authentic you know like for Mm -hmm. some people like some people are you know like they they felt seen they felt appreciated for who they are growing up and it's Like, it's when you meet in those groups, there are those type of people that are really friendly with you from the beginning. They're, like, wanting to connect with you from the start, and you're, like, "Mm, okay, (laughs) let's see, like, (laughs) and for other people, like, in my case as well, uh, my authenticity was punished, like, whenever I was being myself, and not whenever, not all the time, but sometimes Mm -hmm. I was I had the same more energy and jumped around the house and I love to do to make jokes and to scare my parents and all those things and they were like oh my god don't do that anymore you scared me yeah oh, it's you're not supposed to be like that you're supposed you're, you're mm-hmm. a girl you're supposed to be more quiet you're supposed to be more obedient <laughs> and of course that it didn't feel safe to be seen and it's not only our personal journey that um, scarred us in a way but uh, I told you that right now I'm working with a mentor on, on ancestral traumas, and guess what? We all have grandparents um, or previous mm-hmm. generations that experienced war, famine, uh, a lot of you know societal things that created traumas. And during war, it wasn't safe to be seen. On the contrary, you you needed to hide. So. We have this fear of being seen, passed down from our grandparents, from those who experienced war, from you know, those who experienced trauma, also from abusive relationships or things like that. And all, all these things are dormant in our collective subconscious for us to see them and to heal them. So if you cannot express our attending self from the first day of having a business or even for one, two years, like, don't worry, it's something that we mm-hmm. all experience and it's normal and it's a fear that heals in time by showing yourself that you are safe to be seen, by gathering proof that, you know, look, this client appreciate me, appreciated me for who I am and this person feeling safe with me because I am myself and all these things... Uh, gathering them as proof that now you're safe. Now we live in a safe space, in a Mm. safe, like there is not, yes, the pandemic was again, an unsafe environment, but mostly we can show our bodies that we are safe to be seen, especially online where there is possibility also for bullying and things like that, that can, you know, be again, a thing that can scare scare us and make us hide. So Yes I love that your question like Mm, what mm, allows mm. me asking yourself like if you feel unsafe to be seen what allow what would allow me to feel safe to be seen?
0: Mm, I love that question what would allow me to Mm. be safe to be seen Mm. and I think and I remember like when I was at this this point where I was like terrified (laughs) to put myself online like The idea of like, if you would have told me a year and a half ago that you would have a podcast with like nearly 100 episodes, I would have been like, no fucking way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would have been like, there's no way I'm going to show up, I'm going to do this. And if you would tell me that I would also do all of those unscripted, no plans, I would have been like, you're mad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think it's like, for me, it was it was very much I went first into this, this thing of I'm afraid. And then I was like, right now I'm going to allow myself to be seen. And when I allowed myself to be seen, then it became almost in a, in a desperate way <laughs> as well. I yeah. saw this, this like, um, oh, just please see me. <laughs> yeah. like, and one of the things that, that allowed me, uh, it, reflecting on your question then, that I think a lot of other people will be able to tune into here as well, is what allowed me to be seen was really when I saw myself
1: um, for who I
0: was and allowed that expression to naturally come through. Because I think authenticity is an evolving thing. The more we strip back those layers of conditioning and and um, programs and everything that we've picked up along the way in our whole lifetime and lifetimes before us, and this can, occurs throughout our life, we're discovering more and more, rediscovering, because it's already there, right? It's Remembering who we are and we're feeling safer and safer to express that into the world. And that first started with, with myself, like, how can I shift these small things, like when I'm around the house, or when I'm journaling, for example, like this was a big one for me, like starting to journal and starting to see myself in these words, um, and in poetry, see myself in these words. And then the more I felt safe to do that, the more I felt safe to then also do that online. And With other people because I was finally seeing myself and when it was coming from this need to be seen for like the external validation Mm -hmm. like you see me because if you don't see me then I'm not good enough it was it was more from this place of desperation because I, I still wasn't really like looking at myself and seeing myself and it was more I was just projecting an image of what I thought people wanted so for people that are listening in here like what's what can be some tiny actions that you can take like as as Andrea said like to feel safe to be seen like what are some small actions that you can take that will allow you to see yourself like what's some Mm -hmm. things you can do like if you want to maybe if you want to go out into the world and and share like whatever it is that you are creating in your life and uh, whatever the business or the practice that you're tuning into wanting to create how can you do that first with yourself and like look at your work and be like wow yeah. how can you look at your work and validate your own work I think I've, I've heard a lot of people who are doing their work and we're so quick to because we think that it's we think that it's like not good to to say good things about what we're doing, right? So mm-hmm. for me, it was like my poetry, and I and I always have been an, the advocate of my poetry. I'm like, my poetry is fucking amazing. But when I was younger, I would just like hide it. I would be like, no one could see this because uh, I'm a bit, I'm a bit like it's a bit geeky and it's a bit nerdy. Like I was kind of diminishing my own work, like putting down mm-hmm. my own work. And we're we're not taught to celebrate our work and to to be proud of our work and not from this egotistical place, but just because, of course, it's it's coming through us. It's a co-creation with the universe that's coming through us. Like, of course, we should be celebrating it. So how can you celebrate these things with yourself? And when you deepen that trust and, as Andrea said, that sense, that safety, with yourself with that expression then naturally it will start to come out more and more and more and more with other people and as people feel this energy they will be engaged to work with you or to connect with you simply because you're expressing from your authenticity from your safety of knowing that you're already whole you're already valid because you've express this with yourself. You're not trying to get a reaction or something from someone else. People will Mm -hmm. just be drawn to you. You just become magnetic in this energy. And again, I think this is a practice. This takes patience with it. I remember, I don't know if this was the same for you, but I was always like, how do I be magnetic? Like how do I just do this? (laughs) And then you the more you realize you're like, oh I'm more magnetic when I'm not I'm not wearing masks, I'm not wearing filters, I'm not trying hard to get people to see me. I'm just like seeing myself and naturally showing up.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you will be magnetic to your people. That's the good mm-hmm. part when you're authentic that when you try to be somebody else, you will attract their type of followers or all kinds of people. When you're trying to be too general or you don't try to be too specific, then you'll try a- attract All types of people. But then when you are yourself, you just attract people that are yourself. And even Mm. last night in my sister's group, I was like, so I'm so amazed to see in every group that I am, how much the participants in the group look like their mentor. Either they look physically, or they have a, a personality trait that's really similar, or they have the same kind of businesses or practices. So it's, you'll attract. The same authentic people as you are. That's the best thing of being magnetic uh, because you basically create your tribe. And I totally feel you with not sharing about your work. Like, I, I feel like I just learned this two months ago for real <laughs> uh,
0: because I always,
1: yeah, like uh, I always try to share testimonials or, or things like that, but I either forgot or I um did something else for my business and then i realized that i was forgetting and avoiding because i felt uncomfortable to share feedbacks about my work and then um, now i'm creating a group program um, as well and i was so resistant to creating this group program because launches for me are equal sharing my work and i didn't know where is this resistance coming from And then I dig deep, I did some hypnosis, and I saw that it's just this fear of being seen and sharing more testimonials because what if a lot of people would join my group and I will have too many people, you know, this irrational fear. Mm -hmm. Or the other way,
0: what if no one comes and I'm not good enough? Like we have these two opposing ones. Yes, exactly. So I committed to
1: myself that for every post that I'm going to share, every day I will share one testimonial as well to show mm-hmm. myself that I am deserving of sharing about my work. And I gather, like, this weekend, I gather testimonials from Instagram, from my courses, from the things I, from my work. And then I saw that I, I shared, I was sharing the same 10 testimonials over and over again. But in fact, I had 100 over 100 (laughs) testimonials that I I just didn't even know was there yes (laughs) yes. and I was like yes so this was a huge resistance for me and think about Mm. when you're not sharing testimonials in fact you're doing a disservice to yourself because you Stop yourself from getting more clients. And also, you do a service to the people that are looking your work and want, Mm -hmm. okay, need a reassurance or need, you know, to see how other people feel when working with you. So, share, overcome that resistance by sharing Mm -hmm. testimonials. This is how you're overcoming just sharing, sharing all over again until you become really comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. And as you said, with, um, feeling how to know if you become more and more authentic like just look at your previous work man like just look at your first videos look (laughs) at your like first YouTube first podcast for live (laughs) session when you'll see how cringe you were you will see how scared you were how Mm -hmm. afraid and how non-authentic you were like <laughs> it, when I see on my first videos, it's like I, I cannot believe that I, I I had a business like that that I had clients.
0: Oh, you know? <laughs> like, I like. Remember that. For me. Yeah,
1: Put literally. both things for me. So mm-hmm. you th- you may think that maybe I'm not that authentic yet, or maybe mm-hmm. I didn't work so much on this. But gather proof, gather proof. Just look mm-hmm. behind in your work and see that in fact you you are more authentic you are more yourself and as you said it's a lifelong work because we change uh, we develop we evolve so of course that how you are authentic will evolve as well and you said that you were really afraid before doing podcasts and you never thought that you would be like 100 podcasts uh you would have like 100 podcasts and two years ago i was on the same chair and I did my first live session and I had a panic attack. I was <laughs> like, I remember because my sister filmed me and I created a presentation for that live session. <laughs> I had like PowerPoint here, boom, yeah. there. and I was like, yeah. when I saw people yeah. starting to come in, like, I was like, I couldn't breathe anymore. And my sister was like, are you okay? I think I'm having a panic attack. And I like I breath, I like I took some breaths in the live session and I continued. And I like did all the presentation and I didn't die, but I felt like I was dying. <laughs> so you know, it's which you can do it. Like you, you can do mm. things that you never knew you can, but you you can do things by doing them. Because if you're mm. just in that point of, you know. Yeah, but I'm I'm not good at video. I'm not good. I have yeah. I had clients that were like, but I'm not so good with social media. Aren't you good? Or you, you don't want to try, you know, because there mm-hmm. is a difference. If you want totally. to be good at something, you need to try, you need to practice. Never mm-hmm. nobody was born like the best YouTuber ever. They grew in time. They Manage to talk best, better to you know show up on on video better. So it's a practice.
0: Mm, I love this, and I, I think that's the most that's the most powerful thing that you can do to start or when you're shifting um, in the way that you want to express or the way you want to create is just trying the thing, doing the thing, and even if it doesn't end up being the thing that you continue to do or the way in which you do things, you've learned something from it. And You've mm-hmm. tried it. You've and I think of all the things I've done. So many things in business that I've not continued or um, mm-hmm. ended up not feeling right, or I've shifted the way in which I did it. Like I've done the podcast in so many different ways. Like, and I'm a I have a three line in um, human design, which is trial and error. Right, So mm-hmm. <laughs> trial and error, like to the very depths of trialing and erroring, and um, and I found like, and I think a lot of people can can resonate with this and think about like what's coming up for them around this and when you when you just try to do things even if it doesn't even if it's not the thing you end up doing even if it's not doesn't work out and you have to shift direction the growth that you have through that journey of doing the thing is actually actually gives you those tools those reminds you of the inner resources that you have the confidence the the trust the ability to surrender the ability to actually go and do some technical things but if you're constantly saying oh no i can't do that Mm -hmm. then it's going to completely even block you from realizing some of these truths that are in you maybe you do give it a go maybe it doesn't feel right to you maybe it's not your path because we are all unique people here to experience things to do things in our own unique way but Mm -hmm. if we haven't even given something a go then how can we really say that that's not our way because we haven't actually given ourselves that space to experience it first because the human has to experience it to discern whether, okay, is this the right path for me to do it this way or maybe I'm feeling this way a bit different. So, like, just give it a go. Like if there's something that you're thinking of now, you maybe you're starting a business or you're shifting the way that you want to do business and you're hearing all these different ways that you can try, whether that be social media, whether that be doing things in person, right? Give it a go, like a a decent go, not just (laughs) that, you know, sort of 15-minute go. Give it a decent go. And if it's still not feeling right for you, you can shift. You're not just stuck Mm -hmm. in something because you've given it a go. Like it doesn't have to be the way because you've given it a go. And take that from someone who's done many different projects, many (laughs) different things throughout my life. I've had so many different businesses, different Different projects, different things. Um, and they're not always the thing, but the tools they give you are the best are the best things that you need that your soul needs to expand deeper into into your experience.
1: Yeah. And even trying one time doesn't give you enough data, you know, like with the live session after I tried it one time for a month, I didn't do any live session and Mm. then I started having live sessions and I realized that it's one of my favorite things on Instagram because it helps me to connect directly with my audience and I can feel their energy and they can ask me questions and get to know me better. So but I needed to try for multiple mm-hmm. times until I got to that point. I need to rehearse my way of speaking. I need to overcome my fear, my anxiety. So in this way it's a fine line between conditioning and what's your own Resistance like mm-hmm, is this coming is this, is this, uh, and a great question that my mentor uh, taught me in ancestral healing is that asking yourself whenever a block comes up, a limiting beliefs, a trauma, a pattern, a habit that you want to, uh, to transform, and ask, Is this mine or is this somebody else? You know, mm-hmm. is this fear mine or is this? Uh, the conditioning or is this my mother fear is this you know like with anything it works wonders like I I now use it to anything else and I discovered how many fears we have projected projected upon us you know from other people and no wonder like when I because when I talked before the lies with other entrepreneurs most of them told me like no don't know lies they don't work and you it's like like, a lot of projections, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you know, like, yeah, there's better, there's better ways
0: to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. So that fear wasn't even mine, was uh, mm-hmm. projected from the outside, you know? But that's that's a beautiful tool that you can use to, because we also said that we will give some tools today and we, we gave you <laughs> some questions and a beautiful, a beautiful tool that you can use is asking yourself anything. Any time a fear is coming up a pattern a limiting belief is this mine or is this conditioning or is this somebody mm. else
0: mm mm-hmm. I love that and and this is something we don't we don't even have to make complicated like we just take some space tune into ourselves in a way that feels right for you and ask that question like and you'll see different parts of you with different answers but I think the one that is always true is the one that kind of just feels like a little bit sometimes a bit stretchy but it feels like Peaceful. There's a bit of a spark in it, even if there's a bit of a discomfort. Like so for you, the fear was there, but something kept you going to do those mm-hmm. lives. There was something that was pulling you into them. The same with me with podcasting. Well, the first few episodes, I was just like, why am I doing this? <laughs> Don't like yes. this, right? But something yeah. kept me going. There was still a spark there. So yeah, tuning into that, that spark within you. Um, so as we finish up, Andrea, do you have anything else that you kind of want to go into for everyone listening? Any tools that you want to share with, with the listeners? Actually, yes. I, you know that I love to use the body in my
1: practices, that I also use, use embodiment practices behind, uh, besides hypnosis and human design. And in our retreat, we will do a lot of embodiment practices, uh, dance to release emotions and traumas and all of that and a cool practice that you can do when you're asking is this mine or is this somebody else is that using your body to respond for you because uh, Mm. our primal responses live in our body we try to think with the mind but our intuition lives with our in our bodies so the best way to find out for example for me uh, for my body, responses like yes is going my body a little bit in front and no is like going my body oh, a little bit back.
0: I yes. like this. Yes, Mine is a little bit different than that, but I, I know what you mean. <laughs>
1: that's why like you can stand up and mm. see like asking your body, is my name and say your name and see mm. if it goes uh, up front, then that mm. that is your yes. If it goes mm. back, then that is your no. Usually, the Mm. back uh, on the
0: back is no because it's the resistance. Like, I don't want Mm. this. Like, it's not. Well, you have like a a unique way. So, like, mine, I feel like my yes is I feel this kind of energy coming up in my body. Like, it feels light, this kind Mm. of like coming from like the stomach area, like solar plexus, to like up into my heart. It's like a very light kind of feeling comes up. And when it's Mm. a no, I feel it all in my like pelvic area and it feels tight and it feels Mm. like heavy.
1: Mm-hmm. So I have So this, you're like so you're like, like contracting for a for a yes yes, yes uh-huh. for a no
0: for a no contracting for no yeah yeah the one thing cool. one of my mentors said to me like to discover this that helped me was body show me yes body show me no and then like mm. you're and then the more you kind of listen you hear the yes and you hear the way the no communicates to you through the body
1: yeah yes it's a process mm. that the more you practice the more you can exactly. tune its yeah. answers mm-hmm. like if you don't find an answer from the beginning or a really subtle answer like a, a tiny muscle you know contracting mm-hmm. uh, you that means that you will you will get to know more your body in mm-hmm. time so exactly. uh, just practice with this tool with anything that's good for you or not also with is this mine and if your yes is in front then you'll see your body going a little bit in front so you know Mm. that okay this is mine so i need to work it and release it this is not mine okay so this is not mine this is not my work to do i release it to anybody that to to whoever whoever it is
0: and (laughs) then i'm i'm free of that conditioning i release it Mm, nice nice i love that Mm amazing thank you everyone who's tuned in today um a reminder if you want to dive into our retreat in january and receive the updates and be on the wait list for january then to to join that we would love to have all of you here if any of you are feeling the energy of this podcast i think that's the most important thing then then jump on the wait list and we will keep you updated with what that's going to look it's going to be so beautiful so uh, I can just feel the energy of it already mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's just yeah. going to be yeah, very yeah. <laughs> uh, grounded and very beautiful and it um, it's really going to bloom into something that's going to be a continuous um, continuous growing community for mm-hmm. for women in business and leading into conscious leadership or your practice or whatever resonates with you right so we would yeah. love to have you on the wait list
1: yes we cannot awesome. wait for this experience.
0: Thank you. And it's thank in Ibiza, in my home. It's <laughs> a so more special. Not at your house. But, uh, no, not in my house.
1: <laughs> my, my home
0: island. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you, everyone, who's tuned in. And we will see you uh, live again in two weeks, Thursday, um, 4 p.m. Central European time. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.